morning. It's hot, right? Well, we asked for rain, we got rain, we asked for better weather, we got better weather. But it's hot up here, I wish I could get some of that family, Salisa. But man, it's, it's, it's been a roller coaster for the past couple of weeks. With the rain, the emotions, the attitudes, the circumstances, everything, right? So, um, I don't know where to start, but I'll start anyways. Uh, let's shout out to, to those in San Pedro who are being under the tent, doing their, their utmost best in praying for those who need it, right? Even us who need And I got up this morning about 3.30 to finish my message. And... It, it speaks to what they are doing. The lifestyle of a prayer warrior. So they are praying right now in San Pedro under tents. And we are here under a tent about to talk about prayer. Alright? <clears throat> so I trust that everyone is in good health. If you, if you notice I'm sweating too much. My, my shirt is looking new again. You know, it's, when it gets wet, it gets blacker. All right, so, like I said, um, it's been a, been a roller coaster ride up to, up to today. I've been pondering and listening and seeking <clears throat> both the physical and spiritual to learn and to decipher what God is doing. All of us do that every day. Sometimes we might not recognize it, that we're doing it out of subconsciousness, right? But with all that is going on, especially right now, uh, in the past, I would say, two, three weeks, a lot of craziness happening in Belize. People dying. Matter of fact, there was a huge accident a couple of days ago. Two young guys, I say young because they're younger than me, who got in the accident. And that is... That is very um, serious because, one, we don't know where they're going, right? And two, at that young age, who's to blame? Who's to blame where they're going and who's to blame for what happened? We can point fingers in all directions. One, proper lighting. Two, proper infrastructure. Three, the discipline of the drivers, right? All of those things we can point to. But before we go deeper, um, let's pray. Father God, we thank you for yet another wonderful day. Father God, we thank you for your blessings. Father God, we thank you for your goodness. And we thank you that you have brought us here together, Father God, to listen to your word, Father God. Let it be the Holy Spirit that brings out the word that you want, Father God, and all those who are present, Father God, in-house and online, Father God, they may receive, Father God. So Lord, we thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. So while I was going through my, my message, because I started from about Sunday, Monday, matter of fact, I started two weeks ago, then I was told by our pastor, you know what, I'll do this week, do next week. So, all right. I did that. And then I was thinking, what can we do more that we're doing right now? What can we do more that will assist 
that will encourage the church to go out farther. And it deals with prayer. Prayer is the way to go. I know I struggle with prayer. Most of us struggle with prayer. Sometimes we get up in the morning, want to pray, and then halfway through the prayer, forget to pray for. And then we don't like to pray those little prayers. I'm not talking about the one that you pray over your meal. Because that is given. You bless your meal every time, right? I'm not talking about the one that God asks us to do. To go out. To pray for those who need it. Right? So I went on Dr. Google. Asking for his assistance. To give me five of the most dedicated prayer warriors in the Bible. When I say dedicated, because they went through a lot to get where they were, to get the things that they wanted, or the things that they were praying. And I got five of them. Hannah was one. Daniel was the other one. King David. Job. And Jesus. Those five. So we'll start with, with Hannah. See, these, these are, I was, for myself also, I was looking for characteristics and guidance to become a better prayer warrior. And when I look at Hannah, you can turn to your Bible in 1 Samuel, chapter 1. Verse 10, 11. See, Hannah was bullied by her other, by her husband, other half, because she couldn't have kids. Right? She was bullied and she prayed. She prayed to God. It says here, in her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. And she made a vow saying, Lord, Almighty, if you will only look at your servant misery and remember me and not forget my forget your servant, but give her a son, a son, then I will give the Lord all the days of his life. She made a vow with God. Even though she was bullied by her others, by the others around her, that she couldn't have a child. And God blessed her. Why? Because she was willing to do the ex she was willing to go and do the extra. She was willing to put everything on the line for God. And guess what? She was overblessed. Because instead of one that she wanted, she got seven. Right? She got seven. And she says here in chapter two. The bows of the warrior are broken. But those who stumble are armed with strength. She was broken, but she didn't give up. Right? She was willing to go the nine yards or the extra mile because she knew that God never failed. God always complete what he started. So she was persistent. She did not give up. She evaluated what she was doing and how she was praying. She made sure the way she prayed is aligned with what God is doing. Sometimes we pray selfishly, right? Lord, can I please have this? Lord, would you bless me with this? 
Lord, can you do this for me? Lord, I'm going to an interview. Can you open the gates for me so I can get the job? Right? But are we really seeking him and see what he is doing? Because many times, we do a lot of stuff and then we end up heartbroken and say, man, God, don't love me anymore. But was it aligned with what he wanted for you? Right? I remember my, one of my pastors in the, in the past, he said this guy always wanted a job, but he prayed and prayed and prayed. His friends around him set up interviews for him, sent him the application and everything. And he didn't apply for anything, he didn't go for any job, no interview. So they asked him, what happened? You were asking for a job. He says, I'm waiting for God to bring it to me. So was he aligned with God's ways? No. He didn't want to do his part. So Hannah was persistent, but she evaluated what she was praying for and made sure that her prayer is lined up with what God wants for her. And that's how she got blessed. Even though Hannah was ridiculed, she was fierce in her prayers, and she ended up having seven kids. Now that's amazing, coming from not having, unable to have, blessed with one, and then your wombs are open to have six more. Right? So I, I, I could only see the faces of those women around her who, was, who were teasing her. What they were they thinking? Oh, don't worry. It will come on back. All right? So Hannah was persistent, and she evaluated how she was praying. So keep those two words in mind, because we'll come back to them. Persistence and evaluation. All right? We go to Daniel. Daniel chapter 9. So Daniel knew how to pray, but he mastered interceding for others. He mastered that because he knew that God will always answer his prayers. Because he knew God and that he will also, like Hannah, he will never, he will never let them down. Right? As, no, as he knew God will transform their lives. So many times we, we, we see people around, we wonder why they are acting like that. We wonder why they're not doing what they're supposed to do, right? But what God has called us is to pray for them. So he intercedes for them. That God will use the prayer that he's saying, or the prayer that we are saying, so that he may bless those around us, right? So Daniel used to intercede for others, that God will transform them. We can change, we can't change anyone or their situation going through. They are going through. But we can surely pray for them. That God hands will cover them and transform them. Sometimes people are too broken to pray for themselves. That God lay it on our heart to pray for them or intercede for them. Sometimes I don't even want to pray for myself, but I make sure I pray for my wife and my family. Because sometimes we don't believe that we deserve it, right? Sometimes we condemn ourselves before we even start. Oh, I'm not good enough. I'm this, I'm that. 
But all we are, all we are doing is denying ourselves the blessing that God has for us. So in Daniel chapter 9, verse 3, so I turn to... So I turn to the Lord God and plead with him in prayer and petition, in fasting and in sackcloths and ashes. So he prayed in what? Petition and fasting. I know fasting is always confusing in today's life. Sometimes we fast, we think that only found food, right? Or only found certain meat, right, Larry? But fasting entails a lot of stuff. It's what you're willing to give up. For a, for a reason, for a particular reason. Alright? God did not say what to fast from, but he also said that you must fast. So we need to decide what we want, what are we willing to give up for us to get breakthrough. It might be sugar, coke, pastries, certain lifestyle, a healthy lifestyle you would want so that you may last long, right? longer on this earth, right? So what are we willing to give up? And in that, who are we willing to intercede for? Rosanna, thinking about it, don't answer the question. Who are we willing to intercede for? I pray for my parents. I haven't seen my mom in a long time. Only over the phone. And I pray for her that her health continues to be strong. My dad, the same thing. And I pray for others who I know. Or even those who I don't know. But the Bible says that you keep your enemy closer, right? So you must be praying for your enemies. So interceding. So we go back. Hannah was persistent and she evaluates. Daniel intercedes for others. Right? And we go to King David. 2 Samuel 24.10. King David was a very strange guy. I say it's strange because of all the two that I mentioned before and all the rest, he was the one who figured out the equation that he prayed in every season, in any occasion, whether he's sinning or not, he's praying. David who prayed in, on all occasions, whether it may be God's wisdom on the situation, when he is sad or happy, pray in all occasions. David prayed also in his sinful nature for God to hear his prayers. How many of us go through the battle and don't want to pray? How many of us, we know we sin, but yet we still don't want to pray? Because we don't condemn ourselves. Remember Jesus died on the cross for all our sins. Before, the present, and the future. But we don't, go to, we don't pray because we condemn our own self. And then we stretch it out. And then we, we start distancing ourselves from others because we don't want them to have judgment on us or cast judgment on us. So that is what happens. But instead of running away, we should run into him because God is a God of forgiveness. He will let us know what we need to do, we just need to align ourselves with him. Alright? In all occasions, whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether it's sinful, whether it's not, whether it's up, whether it's down, you're at the top of the mountain, you, you pray to him. 
you're in the valley, you pray to him. Or even when you're in the valley, you know you're protected. Right? Psalms 23, I think. As I walk through the shadow valley of death, I shall fear no evil. So you know that he has you covered. All right, in 2 Samuel 24:10, David was conscious stricken after he had counted the fighting men. And he said to the Lord, I have sinned greatly in what I have done. Now, Lord, I beg you, take away the guilt of your servant. I have done very, a very foolish thing. How many of us will actually do that? How many of us will say, man, I know I messed up. Let me go to, let me go to God and ask him for forgiveness with a heart of repentance and, and do what we need to do. That's a struggle right there on its own. Asking for forgiveness. Saying you're sorry. Telling God, uh, give me, asking God, well, give me the strength, give me the wisdom so I can go through. And the main thing that he asked there, take away the guilt. That is what we place on ourselves anytime we do something wrong. We place guilt on ourselves. Right? And we place guilt and we remove ourselves from everyone. But imagine King David, very powerful man. Commit a sinner, he went to God right away. He did not wait. He went to God and asked God to forgive him because he had done a foolish thing. Right? So he didn't hesitate because he, he, I guess to me, he found or he figured out the formula. Whatever I do, good or bad, go to God. But the, the, the key thing there is to, that he's asking for is to remove guilt. And removing guilt, which we place in our own hearts, we place it in ourselves. So I think we should understand the formula now that when you do something out of the way, don't place it on your heart anymore. Take it to God. Give it to him. All right? So we recap again, Hannah persistent and evaluation and alignment, Daniel intercede, David pray on all occasions, now we go to Job. Now when I came to the Lord, there was a question that they asked me, they asked me, who do you want to be like in the Bible? And I used to say Job. I would love to be like Job. I don't know if I would be able to withstand what he went through. Because he went through a lot. Lost his flocks, lost his family, his wife. Matter of fact, even his wife told him, why don't you curse God and die? And he did not. Imagine, the devil will use anyone around you to distract you, right? But Job did not allow that to bother him because he knew his papa. He knew the father. He was dedicated in praying for his family and friends. Job speaks about a life of repentance and seeking forgiveness from God for our sins. He was dedicated, no matter what the situation is. You know, he had how his skin was and all of that. No one wanted to go around him, but yet he did not curse God. He lost his, his family. He lost all his flocks. I mean, he was wealthy in... in in material stuff, animals and what's not. 
We'll ask all of that. And what happened? Because God saw his dedication to him and in what he was doing, that he blessed him more than he know. Right? A lot of us wants the a lot of us want the blessing, but we don't want to go through the pain. And the pain is where the pain is where everything is developed, strength is developed, wisdom is gained. Decision making and strategy is, is gained there. So that when you are challenged again, you know exactly what to do. A lot of people, I mean, even where I work, people don't like change because they're scared of change. They would like to know what is waiting on the other side after the change. God doesn't work like that. You got to trust him. You got to believe in him. And what he says is going to happen. So Job trusted in, in the father for what he was doing, no matter what he was going through. He was dedicated Job speaks about life of repentance and seeking forgiveness. How many of us, when we have mistreated someone, we go and ask for forgiveness? A life of prayer is not easy. It entails a lot of work. And most of the work that needs to be done is personal work. Because you work on yourself first before you in tune with others, right? So repentance and seeking forgiveness, I believe those two things there are one, one of the, or those are the two hardest things to do. Because sometimes what sets, what sets in pride? Ego. We tend to forget who we are because we don't want to be shamed. We don't want to look bad. We want to puff up like the, like the frogs, right? We want to puff up. Because we, are, we are the macho man. And it happened to both men and women. So Job was dedicated in all his things and he was blessed. And then finally, we go to Jesus. Jesus lived a lifestyle of prayer. And if we follow the, the story of Jesus, he went in the temple and he was 12. His mom and uh, his parents thought he was missing. Right? But he started praying from early. He developed a lifestyle. He knew that prayer would help us live a righteous life that pleases God. With Jesus, we learn that we should pray always for protection against temptation, to ask God to meet our needs and to equip us for ministry. So there were three things Jesus was praying for every time, for protection, for temp against temptation, and then to equip us for ministry, because all of us have a ministry. Might be some, some of them might be small, you start with your immediate family or your immediate neighborhood. Or you start by praying for others. But Jesus prayed every morning to gain strength, wisdom for his day ahead. Right? He did it every morning for his day ahead. And a simple example to, to, to align with this is, don't you feel better when you exercise in the morning? You don't feel better, Rosanna? You just shake your head, no. Exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. So you should feel better. Who exercise and not feel better? A man ain't gonna know something wrong there. Right? But that is, the, that is the, the chemical in your body. No, that's physical. Look at the spiritual aspect now. Jesus is saying that he prayed every morning for strength. 
for the day. So if you pray every morning for strength, whatever he goes through the day will be okay. Because he's already filled. He's already filled to go through that journey. Now, I remember another guy. He says, he said in church, um, I always pray for prayer money, but I make sure I pray at night. So whatever I do through the, do the, through the day, that God will protect me through the night. I said, man, I know how that works, but it's not like um, you're going to do everything when you're supposed to do. And then I said, forgive this tonight, I'm going to do it over next day. Right? But we are humans. So my, my plea to all those who are here and out, that we develop a lifestyle of prayer. We start, like what Jesus did, start in the morning. And in Mark, Mark 1, Mark chapter 1, verse 35, Pray in the morning for strength so that we may gain wisdom as we go through the day. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. You heard our pastor say that it's not what you do in the light, right? What you do in the dark. So when we pray in the dark, it comes to light. Jesus would go up early in the morning before, before, um, before the sun starts shining and, and went on prayer. Right? So we have to develop a lifestyle of prayer where what is happening around us right now will not affect us. Because prayer is our protection for our daily lives, for our families, for our friends, all right, so let's recap before I close out. We start with Hannah, who was persistent. She was aligning her prayers with God, and she was evaluating. All right, we have Daniel, who intercedes. King David, who prayed in all occasions, doesn't matter what. Job, who was dedicated and repentance and forgiveness. And Jesus who develop a lifestyle of prayer by praying every morning to gain strength, wisdom for the day. So I leave you with this. At least these five, five, there are many more in the Bible, but at least these five who have demonstrated a lot of, a lot of things because they were going through a lot. Right? Persistent, interceding, praying over all occasion, dedication, and developing a lifestyle of prayer. I have a, a quote here from our A. Tori. It says, when the devil sees a man or a woman who really believes in prayer, who knows how to pray, and who really does pray, and above all, when he sees a whole church and its faces and his face before God in prayer, he trembles as much as he ever did, for he knows that this day in that church, the community is at the end. Right? The devil don't like, uh, don't like when we pray. Even when you pray as one person, you know, like you. No, imagine when you pray as a community, as a family. 
those are the things that cause him to tremble. And he figures out or knows now that they, he have no ground to gain. So as, as a community, let's start developing a lifestyle of prayer for yourself, for your family, and for others around. Keep on interceding also. And make sure that what you're praying for is aligned with what God wants for them. And that is my short message for today. Because I know we're small, but where two or three are gathered, there he is, right? So I thank you all for coming out, and God bless you. And enjoy this week, this wonderful week. Amen. Rick the Ruler. Having any announcements, Rick? So let's close off. Uh, Father God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for your word. We thank you for this week coming, Father God. We ask that you bless us and give us wisdom and vision, Father God, as we go forth, Father God, that those around us, as we continue to pray for them, Father God, that they may be blessed, Father God, that they may know that you are the one who are taking care of them, Father God. So, Lord, we give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen.